was present to heal. In the course of your word, heal sick people. Bring the word of revelation. You spoke to your servant that this is an apostolic prophetic church. A church of power and a church of revelation. This morning we want to experience that power and revelatory power, presence of God. So we give you preeminence. We allow you to have your own way. We submit to the Lordship of the Most High. And we say that have your own way. Oh God, have your own way. Bring clarity to our spirit. Open our spirit to receive from you. For it is the spirit that brings life. The flesh profited not. In fact, you say it killed it. But this morning we have come to the life giving God. Let the life of God flow and touch our lives. In the name of Jesus. That everyone will have the cause to say, It was good that I came to meet God. Thank you. Sweet Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Can you put your two hands to the Lord? Come on, do it better. Hallelujah. Let's appreciate our ministers. Do you sense God? Thank you, Jesus. Come on, let's appreciate them. Do it better. Thank you, sweet Holy Spirit. Thank you all for making time to come to sit at the feet of the Master. <laughs> Thank you. You see, we also want to honor Apostle and our Mama of the house, the set man. The other time I said to you when I came up here that I listened to him with extreme eagerness. Part of the reason why I said that is some of us had the privilege we were brought up in the house of God. And so when it comes to church activities and programs and things, we were exposed to those things very early. But for many years that I gave my life to Christ, I've never met servant of God that speaks the word of God with purity of heart, one, clarity of scripture, without manipulation and without twisting. Those of you that have been in ministry, you will understand what I'm talking about. Now I'm saying this to say that when you sit under the servant of God, the word of God comes in the refined state. And if you can receive it into your spirit, you can become whoever God has ordained you to be. And so for that, I want you in your closet, continuously bear him up. Sometimes I look at him and say, God, help me. Because such men in our days are rare. And so wherever, Papa, you are, we thank God for your life. 
and answering to the call and stay in that position for us. Amen. Now, for the past weeks or days, he has been teaching us on the three gateways of a man to fulfilling your destiny, where he touched on. Your head is the seat of glory. Your hand is the seat of power. And your feet is the seat of dominion. How many of you remember that? And you also have to be a student of what he teaches us in class. Because the only way the word of God benefits you is when you mix it and put it into practice. One of the tricks of the enemy in this end time, he's making us enjoy the pleasure of listening to the word. But not actually putting it into practice. And when you read um, Matthew chapter 13, Matthew 18, in fact, Matthew 13, 18, it says that Jesus talked about the parable of the sower, and he made a very profound statement in the verse 21. That's not where I'm going, but I'm making this statement, that any time you have an opportunity to hear God's word, in fact, let's look at it from 19, Matthew Anyone who hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the devil or the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. This is the seed sown along the path. Jesus said, anytime we have the opportunity to hear the word of God, when you read down, he continued to say that, It's like the seed of the life of God being sown into our lives. And the seed that is sown into your life is what will bring fruit. And so when you are hearing the word of God, the enemy's agenda is to make sure that the seed which will bring fruit will not be planted in the soil of our heart. And how he does it is, Bible says, anyone who hears the word, or even, even if you read it at home by yourself, in your own private study, or Bible study, wherever you hear God's word, and you don't understand the word being preached or the subject matter, the word of God says categorically, before you leave the place, the enemy comes and steals. What gives him permission is our inability to understand the word that was preached. So everything Papa taught us the previous days concerning these things, if you and I did not understand, you don't, you don't say to the devil, don't come to me. He will straight away come and take the word. Did you get what I'm saying? But look at the verse 24. 24 says that gone because of time. 24 says... No, 23, sorry. In fact, let's take from 22. The one who receives the word that fell among tongues is the one who hears the word. And the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke it. And it does not bring forth fruit. Okay? It makes it unfruitful. Gone. But the one that received the word that fell on good soil is the man who hears the word and understands it. He produces a crop 
yielding a hundred sixty or a thirty times what was what sown. Did you see that? So the proportion to what we bear is directly linked with what was sown. So if nothing is sown in your spirit, I bet you, you can come to church all time. You can hear God's word all time. No fruit will be produced. But that is not our portion. So anytime you are listening to the word of God, you must listen to the word of God like the book of Acts 17, 10 and 11 talks about the Berean church. They listen to the word of God with eagerness and check scriptures. And Bible said, as a result, they became open-minded. Or other translations says they were nobles. This morning, the servant of God over the past weeks has been teaching us gates way in fulfilling our destiny. And he said, I'm back on my message. He said to us that your head is the seat that wears the crown, which is the seat of glory. Your hand is the seat of power, and your feet is the seat of dominion. Now, I'm zeroing in, or I'm speaking on the topic, the last one, manifesting the dominion mandate. When I was praying, one of the things the Spirit of God impressed on my heart so strong was that many has been said, many has been preached concerning the Word of God. And God has taught us a lot. But very few believers are actually living in the reality of the provisions of the promises and the covenant God has made for us. So when Papa talked about, I remember the scripture he quoted in Joshua. You remember he said, Joshua said to the people, put your feet at the neck of your enemies. And so would the Lord make you handle your enemies. You remember that? Which meant that that was in the Old Testament. And he gave us clearly, Jesus in the book of Luke said to us, Luke ten nineteen says, I give you power. I give you power to tread upon serpents, scorpions. I give you authority to tremble on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. And then Papa said, Jesus in this instant gave you and I the dominion mandate. I remember he explained to us, I'm just making that for us to key into where we are going. He said... The authority that God gives to you and I is the right that you have and I have to be able to use the power Jesus is talking about. So when we say that, who gave you the right to speak to a demon? Jesus, the one who saved you with his own blood. And did not only wash us with his own blood, he made us as kings and priests gave you the audacity and the right to say to a demon, come out. Without the demon resisting. 
And even if they decide to resist, because of the mandate given to you, they have nothing but to subdue. Are you with me? So he said to us, that dominion has been given to us. But why is it that in most times, when a believer, I'm going to come to this if a believer faces a situation, or even when you are working in your community or in your family, or your daughter or your sister or your husband or any member of your family is attacked by a disease, or you see the manifestation of satanic kind of manipulation, the first thing we do, we try to call for the doctors. You're going to see that I'm not saying that taking our people to hospital is wrong. But the word of God clearly says that when God called us, he gave us the power to cast out devils, heal the sick. Pray for those who are oppressed and set the captives free. This is your mandate. But in most times, when we are confronted with the situations, we either want to turn away or we want to pass it to somebody else. In fact, the pastor once said this, and I said that, no, I don't believe that. He says, he called for those who are sick to be prayed for. And a man, when, when he said he called for people to be prayed for, at that time he had closed his eyes. But when he opened his eyes, he saw this man, the belly has swollen like that. And the way the person looked intimidated him. So instead of praying for him, he pushed the man somewhere. In attempt of dodging what is confronting him. And he was saying, and I said, I understand the genuity of what you are saying. But the truth of the matter is that you are thinking that your ability to heal the person lies in you. But it is not you. Our sufficiency is of God. That which we are able to do is not because we are educated. It's not because we have the right connections. It is because the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords who has the right and who has the power has mandated, has mandated you and I to use that name and the authority. So when you have the conviction and understanding, when you speak without doubt, they'll have to shift. So regardless of who stands in front of you and who don't stand, it doesn't matter. Do you see where I'm going? That is why I understand some of the strange things apostle would do. You will see when we are going to scriptures, you will understand that the earth is the Lord's and he has given to the sons of men. According to Psalm 115 verse 16, it says the heavens of heavens belongs to the Lord. The earth here, he has given it to the sons of man. So as far as God is concerned, he has given you the jurisdiction of earth as the place to rule. If you choose not to rule, it is your matter. Say, I will rise. Say, I will rise. Now, follow me. I'm just opening you up to the message. Now, let's see. We are talking about manifesting the dominion mandate. What is dominion? Dominion simply means power or use of power or being in control or in charge. Are you okay with me? Those of us that have science background, we were taught that power is the ability to get things what? 
Do I have science students in the house? So power is the ability to get things done. When you have power, you are able to be in charge of circumstances. And you are in control of the affairs of your life. The affairs of your Jerusalem. The affairs of your community. The affairs of the world or the earth that God has given to the sons of man. So where did we get this dominion from? Turn with me to Revelation chapter 5. Look at it on the screen. Revelation chapter 5. Revelation chapter 5, verse number 6. Let's read. Revelation 5. And behold, lo, in the midst. No, I want NIV, please. Revelation chapter 5, from number 6 to 10. Then I saw a lamb looking as if it had been slain, standing in the center of the throne. Encircled by the four living creatures and the elders, he had seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirit of God sent out into all the earth. He came and took the scroll from the right hand of him that sat on the throne. And when he had taken it, the four living creatures and the twenty-four elders fell down before the Lamb. Each had a harp, and they were holding golden bowls full of incense, which are prayers of the saints. They sang a new song. You are worthy to take the scroll and to open the seal. Because you were slain, take note of the verse 9, you were slain with your blood, you purchased men for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. Watch 10. And you have made them to be a kingdom, other translations, the King James and other translations says, you have made them into a kingdom of kings. Or other translations use, you have made them into kings and priests to serve our God and they will reign on earth. Do you see that? The scripture says that when Christ came to share his blood. Did you see from the verse 9? He says, he is worthy because in the book of Hebrews chapter 9, it says that all things are purified according to the law of God by the shedding of blood. For without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. And so when Christ shed his blood, he gave or he had the audacity, the right to purge you and I from sins and then qualifying us to be part of the kingdom family. Now watch this. Most of us believe that when we accepted Jesus Christ, our sins have been washed, which is true. But did you see from that scripture, he said, for you are worthy to take the scroll and you open it and when with your blood you have purchased men for God. 
from every tribe, nation, and tongue. It doesn't matter your background. As long as you believe in God and the blood washes you, you believe in him. It settles the matter from your tribe. It settles the matter from which we come from. Now watch this. Don't end there. Look at the verse 10. He says that, Then he made you and I into becoming kings. And what? Priests. Help me by touching somebody and say, do you know that you are a king? Do you know that you are a king? Now, because of time, every king has got a territory or a domain. Every king, a king who has no domain is not a king. What makes you a king? You have a, a domain or a region, and that region is under your control. You govern that territory. In fact, it is your word that becomes a decree, becomes a law. When the king in the domain decides that this is how I want things to be, he is the finality of the law. Are you with me? Now, so if God made us as kings and made you and us as priests, then why do we live our life as if the devil is in control of us? Do you get what I'm saying? The truth of the matter is, like I said at the beginning, when a word or the message is preached and you don't understand, you cannot fully activate the provisions of it. And Papa taught us recently when he was talking about the gift of prophecy. When you also receive God's word, when he was talking about spiritual gift, and after you have gotten the knowledge, you must actively and earnestly what desire, pursue. In other words, you must constantly walk in the reality of that which you have gotten. So you wake up in the morning... I am a king. Every morning when my wife is going to work, I'll say, honey, you know that you are in charge. At your office, remember that everything obeys your command. You are in in control. The reason is, the king of kings, the one who made you, bought you with his blood, says that he has made you a king. And the more you speak and believe and affirm that, it is resonating in your spirit. Are you getting what I'm saying? Living in that reality. The same thing, when you go and on your way or at the shopping mall, somebody collapses and they want for somebody who is a first aider. You go on, say, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke that spirit of epilepsy. I set you loose. Don't you think that the next day they will follow us to this place? I used to live in North London, and I moved down here. One of my mentality is what I'm sharing with you. I said, any community I live in, I am the spiritual gatekeeper. What does that mean? It means that in that terrain, if God wants to come to that, that place, I am the gateway for him to enter. Did you get me? That is my understanding, because it says, I have ordained you. As the watchman to stay on the walls of what? Jerusalem. So as far as the community is concerned, the spiritual gatekeepers that agree with heaven allows heaven's agenda to come to pass. 
There are many believers who have no idea of what goes on in their community. In fact, talk about in the community I'm going too far. Their own family and their tribe. Papa was telling us last week that Paul, from the province of Asia, one man, through this understanding, established seven strong what? Churches. It was not because he was poor. It was because that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead was at work in him. And he got hold of it. Now, so what am I saying? When Jesus purchased us with his blood, his intention was not just for us to be washed saints. He, yes, expected us to be washed saints, but he also expected you to be a king here on earth to serve God and to what? Rule. To be in charge. That is where your authority comes from. Now, now, let's look at Colossians chapter 2 verse 9 and 10. The scripture says, And God was happy that the fullness of him dwell in Christ in bodily form. Verse 10, that is my, the place I love. He says, Because of your union with him, you are complete. Oh, somebody missed it there. He says, look at it. Colossians 2. You have been given the fullness, you have been given the fullness in Christ. Who is the head over every power and what? Authority. Did you hear that? From him we derive our power. And that explains to me why Papa will say he will go to a place that is forbidden. And then he will kick things out. The reason is, the one who is the head of all authority, the one who is the head of all rulership, the one who is the head of all dominion, has mandated him to stand for him here on earth. And who will question him? Because that thing is embedded in his spirit and catch the spirit behind it. There is not a place called forbidden forest. Are you with me? But if you don't, the people around you say, please, you sit somewhere. Now, how many of us, he said, last Sunday when he was preaching, he said to us that next year we should get ready, we will be going into our families and let that which Christ has done, let them also be partakers of it. I'm going to show you in scripture. Turn with me to Mark chapter 5. Look at something. I hope somebody is getting something. Mark 5, quickly, verse 1. They went across the lake to the region of the Gatherings. When Jesus got out of the boat, a man with an unclean spirit came from the tombs to meet him. This man lived in this tomb. No one could bind him anymore or even with the chain. For he had often been chained hand and foot, but he tore the chains apart and broke the irons on his feet. No one, no one was strong enough to subdue him. 
No one was strong enough to subdue him. In that region, we know that story. No one was strong enough to subdue him. Go on. I'm showing you an example of dominion. Being in control. Being in charge. Exercising power. In the affairs of life. Okay. Night and day among the tombs and the hills, he will cry out and cut himself with stones. When he saw Jesus from a distance, he ran and fell on his knees in front of him. Gone. He shouted at the top of his voice. What do you want with me, Jesus, the Son of the Most High? I swear to God that you won't torture me. Listen. This man, we've just been told that nobody in the community could what? Tame him. But when the source of authority gets there, watch this. I am sure the guy was approaching Jesus with some momentum and velocity. But when he got to the source of authority, Jesus wasn't fret. Jesus was calm. But Bible says that without him uttering a word, the guy came on his knees and subdued himself under him. And the statement he spoke gives us an idea that anybody who is walking in your kingdom dominion, you torment demons around you. Anybody... Whether you see it or you don't, it is the reality. Anybody who knows who he is and walks in that authority, demons fear you. And is it not so sad that many churches, many believers fear the devil? Can you see the scripture? Partly is what I said to you in the book of Matthew 13. No matter how you, you hear preaching, if you don't understand it, to understand scriptures, I don't have the time to explain. In the book of Luke, you, you remember when Jesus resurrected, and then he was about going, and then he came to the disciples when they were working on Emmaus. And then they were talking about, are you the stranger in town? Do you know what is going on? And that Jesus Christ, da, 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 da. And then after everything, the verse number 40, 40, 40, Bible says, Jesus opened their minds to understand scriptures and said, this was what I told you whilst I was with you. And was it not that the scriptures and what was written in the prophets and in the Psalms be fulfilled? So it meant, whilst Jesus was with them and was teaching them, they did not what? Understand it. So whilst he was living, he says, I cannot go without them getting it. So Bible says 45. Look at it. Luke 24. 45. Finally, Luke. Then he opened their minds so they could comprehend what? scriptures because he has said things to them let's read on a little bit so you understand what I'm saying he told them this is what is written that Christ will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day 
and repentance and forgiveness of sins be preached in his name. Now, the point I'm trying to make is that all that Jesus was teaching them, he was trying to press it in for them to understand that he is the Messiah and he's the one that gives the legitimate right for them to walk in the kingdom right. But they did not. So he opened their minds to understand scriptures. People of God, this morning, I don't know about your desire, but God has already given you and I the dominion mandate. And he has made you into the company of kings. In fact, Ecclesiastes chapter 8 verse 4 will not time it says that for wherever the the word of the king is there is power when you stand on your watch and say i decree over my family and on the walls of this family i have come to know christ and because i know christ i open myself as the gateway of god for the purposes of god to be established in this family Anyone who has not come to the saving power of Christ, oh God, give their souls to me. Visit them in their dreams. Reveal yourself to them. Whatever the enemy has used as the spirit of darkness to cover their minds from not receiving the truth, I take that veil off. And as you agonize and travail in prayer, God gives over the family to you. I hope you are getting what I'm saying. Now, so what am I saying? Where the word of the where the word of the king is, there is power, and God has made you. So when the demon spirit, watch this, went to Jesus, he said to him, "Why have you come to disturb and torment us?" Why have you come to disturb and torment us? And the Bible says that Jesus spoke to the demon. Look at it. For Jesus said to him, Come out, you evil spirit. And the apostle said it again. Some of you, when he says, What have you got to go and learn all these steps about how to cast out demons? <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? In the Bible says, a man who has been bound, nobody in the community can handle. Jesus came, a man of authority, a man of dominion. He says, come out, you foul spirit. Bible says that, look at it. Now, then Jesus asked him, we know the story, let's go to 18, verse 18, because of time, 18. When Jesus did everything and the guy was free, as Jesus was getting into the boat, the man who had been demon-possessed begged to go with him. And Jesus did not let him, but said to this man, watch this, go home to your family. Go home to your family. Tell them how much the Lord had done for you. And how he has had what? Mercy on you. Watch the next verse. 
So the man went away and began to tell in the Decapolis how much. Decapolis, other translation says 10 towns. It means 10 cities or 10 communities. So watch this. This man had not gone for Bible school training school. He was set free by the source of power. And he charged him, go to your tribe, go to your family, go to your kindred, go to the nation where you came from, because you are a, a living testimony of what the, that power can do. When people see you, that alone in itself is a message. Because once upon a time, you were locked up in the tombs, and nobody could turn you. But when the power touched you, you have become somebody. So that alone... So, can you understand why it is difficult to witness the word in our generation? Because something has not touched the church. Because this man, Bible says, he went to the ten cities. This is why I told you, if I live in a locality, I am the spiritual gatekeeper. I don't expect the mayor to come and tell me that. The king of kings has empowered me. And I know, I know my place. Do you get what I'm saying? So the Bible said, watch this, this is where I love. And all the people were amazed. Don't you think people will be amazed? Because the man who they said was forbidden, the man of dominion showed up and he was set free. And this dominion is the dominion given to you. So why aren't we demonstrating that? Papa taught us when he was teaching about the gift of prophecy. When you are ignorant of the revelation, you can't, number one. Number two, when you know as you are hearing and you don't endlessly pursue, that means you must live in the consciousness of it. Say to yourself, I have been set in kinship, not by the royal family, by the king of kings. He, by his blood, bought me. In fact, Colossians made it so beautiful, 113, it says, For he who loved us and rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and then translated us into the kingdom of his dear son, where he purchased our freedom and secured our liberty. Colossians 1, 13 and 14. So which means that when he washed us, he took us from one place and brought us to another place. That place is far above in authority. But why is it that the church is not working that? And this is how apostles operate. I said, God, what is the secret of this man? Because he's got the reality. So he's as bold as lion. I think I've exceeded my time, is it? All right, let's rise up. Okay, sorry for the time. Lift up your right hand.